Welcome back to the Wannabe Hunting Podcast. This is your host, Amos Medford. Thanks for tuning in today, and we've got an awesome episode. I'm very happy I was able to be joined by Mr. Todd Karen of Anabolic Grow. Um, they have some pretty interesting products, and you'll be able to hear all about it in our interview here in just a minute. But basically, the short, unscientific version is they have some products, one before planting and one after that will make your plants healthier. So when it comes to food plots, um, that's pretty awesome because you're going to get more yield and uh, you're just going to get healthier, better plants, better nutrition uh, for the wildlife, whether it be, uh, uh, you'll hear all about it, whether it be deer, um, turkey, um, upland birds, all kind of stuff. So it's going to be cool for y'all to hear what this company's doing. Um, they were nice enough to give us a discount code. So you're welcome to check out Anabolic Grow and uh, you can use the discount code WANNABEHUNTING10. There's no spaces. It's all capitalized WANNABEHUNTING and then the number 10, 10. So WANNABEHUNTING10 and uh, you can use that on their website. Get a little discount with your order and uh, it's pretty pretty economical to uh to get it to try and you can uh, you can see some of the studies that they've done but i'll leave the rest of the explanation up to todd but wanted to let you guys know that right up front so let's jump in with him and enjoy welcome back to the wannabe hunting podcast i'm glad to be joined today by mr todd karen of the anabolic grow company did i get that right you did you did good morning amos how are you Awesome. I'm doing good. Thanks for joining me this morning. And uh, I'm excited to learn some more about uh, Anabolic Grow. Seems like a pretty cool product from a uh, few things I've seen on uh, social media and uh, the internet, which, uh, you know, you can't always trust everything you see there. So uh, we're, we're going to the source to find out more about, uh, about this product. That sounds good. I look forward to it. Awesome. Um, you know, first of all, if you don't mind, Todd, could you just uh, introduce yourself and, uh, you know, kind of your uh, hunting background and uh, work background or anything you want to go into there, uh, kind of leading up to your role with Anabolic Grow? Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> well, my name is Todd Karen. I've, um, I've been a, a hunter. I just did the math the other day. I've been a hunter, an active hunter for over 40 years. Um, I grew up in northern Wisconsin in a hunting community and uh, specifically a hunting family. Um, I enjoyed at a very young age being able to go out and uh, hunt with my dad and, and learn how to hunt. And then I had numerous friends throughout my, my high school and college career that I had the opportunity to hunt with and, and spend time in the field. And, um, you know, I would say that Hunting is an integral part of my life, has been for, again, over 40 years and probably before that. Um, you know, I was, the, I was the kid that ran to the mailbox to get the new field and streamer outdoor life every month when it came in so I could, you know, read the stories of, you know, these Western hunting adventures or Alaskan hunting adventures. And, um, yeah, it's, it's hunting is as much a part of me as, as anything. And, um, you know, I've been, I've been lucky to be able to, to, to be a participant in this sport for as long as I have, um, for my career, I, 
you know, I've actually, I kind of stumbled into my career accidentally, oh, 25 years or so ago. Um, I got, uh, I got involved in the packaging industry, the consumer products, uh, goods packaging industry, um, really on the manufacturing side and, uh, you know, everything from bottles and closers and, you know, pumps and the labels that go on the different, different types of packaging. Um, you know, and that's, frankly, it's given me a, a very nice career. Um, and I've, I've had an opportunity to, to really travel a lot, not only domestically, but internationally. Um, and I met a lot of really amazing people. You know, one of the things about that packaging industry space is, you know, you get a chance to many times to meet the, the true entrepreneurs, the, the people that, um, you know, create the new products that are out there. And, um, you know, that honestly, that that's really the lead in to, to anabolic grow and, mm. and how anabolic grow came to be. Um, one of my clients actually back in South Dakota, um, a, uh, a biochemist, uh, that I was introduced to, um, introduced me to this product that this was a product that he himself had, uh, had developed. He had identified it and developed it and, um, you know, led to the formation of, you know, Sportsman's Research, which is the, the company that owns Anabolic Grow, of which I'm a, I'm a partner and one of the founders and, right. um, you know, led us to where we are today. You know, I would love to tell you that I'm the creator and developer of Anabolic Grow and I'm, I'm anything but I'm not the I'm not the biochemist and I will never, I'll never pretend to be a biochemist. Um, I like to say that I'm the guy that, you know, saw a good idea, um, you know, and an opportunity to move it into a space that I think, you know, could really see some value with using it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool story as far as how it came about. Um, while you were talking there, given your background, I thought I might ask you, uh, you know, starting in Wisconsin and, um, you know, just with us talking, uh, finding that you're now in Utah, what uh, either was or is your favorite, uh, you know, animal to hunt? Oh, easy, easy. It's uh, Rocky Mountain elk. Um, okay. Yeah, it, they and again, this goes back to really it goes back to that kid with the magazine, um, you know, reading about these great adventures and. You know, there's a an, an old outdoor writer by the name of Jack O'Connor that, you know, I grew up with that, you know, that was that and sheep. Those were the two principal animals that, you know, they seemed exotic to a kid from northern Wisconsin. It was it was high adventure, you know, going off into the mountains with your, you know, your gear and your rifle and pursuing these majestic animals. And, um, you know, it was it was I was in my early thirties before I had the, the opportunity to hunt elk for the first time. And, um, you know, it was as, I guess, magical as that 12 year old kid imagined it to be. And, you know, that I became an alcoholic <laughs> really <laughs> early, uh, into that trip. And, um, yeah, that's, if I had, if, if you said, Todd, you've only got one animal left in the, in the world that you could ever hunt again, what would it be? And I, I'd have to tell you it's elk. I just, I love everything about it. The, the, where they live, the, the challenge, the, the struggle, and then obviously the magic when they just suddenly appear out of nowhere. Yeah, that's cool. That that's on my list, my someday list. So 
That's well, awesome. <laughs> if if I can give you any advice, make that someday sooner than later because you are going to be addicted. <laughs> You're going to want to do it time and time and time again. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. We'll jump back kind of to the uh, to the anabolic grow here, and uh, you know, kind of found out how how you got involved with it. But uh, you know, moving forward, you know if you could as much as possible in, in layman's terms, I know you said you're not the biochemist. Um, you know, what is it? And um, I know you have a couple, couple products, um, the foliar spray and the seed coat, you know, if you kind of want to go into uh, to what they are. Absolutely. So um, yeah, I, th- I think I'll back up a little bit, just kind mm-hmm. of on the, the evolution and story of anabolic grow and, you know, the, the principal, um, the principal microbial that it that it is based upon. Um, the gentleman that uh, developed the formulation and first identified the, the unique microbial, um, he actually discovered this in the Glacial Lakes region of South Dakota. Uh, he was doing some some water um, some water mapping, some water studies, and had uh, he had identified a situation in which the plant growth around this particular glacial lake. And when I say lake, these are you know, oftentimes these are ponds, they're, they're not real large. Mm-hmm. Um, but he identified just this kind of almost Jurassic plant growth around this pond. And, um, you know, it was unique enough that, that he, he registered it as such. And when he got the water samples back and started to evaluate it, he identified a unique microbial that was not present in any of the other water samples. Um, through DNA synthesis, he you know, he did synthesize uh, that specific microbial, isolated it, and was able to recreate it in the lab, you know, get that microbial to recreate itself in the lab. And then in testing, you know, and this is going back eight, nine years ago, in testing, you know, on various uh, plants, it replicated, you know, it created that same um, exceptional plant growth that he was seeing out in the wild. And so, you know, the biochemist uh, got into the granular details of it and was able to, to identify exactly what was going on that was causing this. Um, you know, so flash forward, anabolic grow, what we've got is, you know, and, and what's interesting is he was able to patent this microbial um, because he was able to synthesize the DNA of it and the application of it. He's able to, you know, award a patent on this particular um, this particular microbial and, and ultimately the blend of microbials that, that are involved with anabolic grow. So um, anabolic grow is basically, it's an all natural patented blend of microbes and enzymes that have been formulated to maximize plant growth. Um, you know, it's, it's been certified with the USDA and it is uh, organic. It's, it's all natural um, and it has been in use in commercial agriculture now for about five years. Um, We have been able to transition it to the food plot space to be able to be, you know, more uh, optimized for, you know, non-commercial farming applications. Um, But, you know, it's really, it's cool to think that this product really started in nature. It's nature doing what nature does best. you mentioned we do have two formulations. We have a seed coat and a foliar, um, you know, both of which can be used independently of one another. 
or they can be used uh, collectively with one another. Um, they're a little bit different. So the seed coat is designed to um, help that seed with initial inoculation. So you're treating the seed, you're actually, you're, you're coating the seed with this, with this solution and the microbials and the enzymes are attaching themselves to the outside of that seed. Um, and then when you're planting it um, is when, you know, really that magic starts to happen because you've got two things that are happening. You've got the microbials starting to interact with the plant as it's starting to, to, to develop and grow, but it's also conditioning the soil around the plant. Um, it's creating a really an optimum growing situation uh, for that plant as it begins to emerge. Um, you know, the, the, the microbials uh, and the enzymes, they will continue to, um, to develop with the plant. So as the plant grows, mm -hmm. um, it will become integrated and part of the plant itself. So, you know, really from a application, seed coat is the best because you're getting, you know, you're, you're getting it from inception point. Right. Um, the foliar, you know, is, is also an exceptional product. And, you know, I almost think that the foliar might be a little bit easier for people to, to use for the first time. Um, cause it's really, it's a matter of, you know, it, it, all of our products are concentrated. So we've got these little bottles of product and people are like, man, you know, so much in such a small bottle. Yeah. It, it is really that heavily concentrated. The foliar is actually concentrated one ounce per gallon. So our 16 ounce bottle of foliar spray actually diluted out, you know, would, would make 16 gallons worth of solution that you could treat your fields with. Um, what the foliar does, same thing. Um, it attaches to the outside of the plant. In this case, it has to be, the plant already has to have emerged from the ground and it can be any age of plant. It, it can be a crop that you put in a year ago, two years ago, you know, on this, in the instance of like clover, something that, you know, is a, is a, a an every year product versus something you're just planting new every year. Mm -hmm. um, as it's, when it comes in contact with the plant, it will get absorbed into the plant and then it'll start to matriculate its way through the plant. Um, it takes a little bit longer, as you can imagine, it's not, you know, instantaneous as with the seed coat, but what makes the foliar, you know, really unique is that, um, you know, it not only increases plant growth, but it also helps to regenerate plant growth. So if you've got, um, like food plot as an example, let's say you've got a food plot that's getting hit really hard. Um, by deer or turkey or wild hog or whatever it happens to be, you know, the area that you're at, then your plants are just getting really chewed down to nothing or mm -hmm. starting to lose their, you know, starting to lose their, their crop. You can come in and you can treat with the foliar spray and it will actually regenerate that crop. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there's some unique, um, there's some unique things that, that we've discovered. So like soybeans, um, you know, if a, if a storm comes through, a hail storm as an example, and hits a soybean crop, typically it just it beats it to the ground and, and that crop's done for the year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're, a, if you're a commercial farmer and you've got crop insurance, that's when you're calling, you know, your adjuster and having them come out and, you know, hopefully write you a check for crop damage. Um, with this particular product, you could go back in, you know, obviously depending on the degree of damage, but you know, moderate damage crop, you could go back in and you could spray it and you could regenerate that crop. 
so you know from a food plotter's perspective um, same thing if if you've got again a, a very heavily used food plot that you know you're worried whether or not you're going to have anything left by the time hunting season comes you can go back in and you can retreat it regenerate um so it's you know yeah. again they can be used independent of each other they can be used collaboratively with one another um effectively they will have the same properties but it's just how the plant um, integrates it and how quickly the plant integrates it into into the growth yeah that's awesome and you know for me someone who you know is primarily looking at it for food plot usage but i'm also not experienced with food plots Mm -hmm. um you know i've you know i've done a a bag or two of throw and grow or something like that, you know, along the way, but sure. You know, never really got that heavily into it. Um, I can see the benefit, anything that would help me, um, you know, with limited time and resources grow a better food plot. You know, I can see how this would be the type of thing that would, that would benefit someone like me. Um, it, it, it does help. Um, you know, it will help any plant grow better, bottom line. Right. Um, so to your point, you know, trying to take some of the um, some of the complexities out of out of plotting, it will certainly help with that. Um, I will, you know, I do want to condition and caution that, you know, one of the things in that, um, you know, this is regardless of seed or, um, you know, our product, Anabolic Grow, probably one of the best things that a, that a food plotter can do is to get the soil tested mm-hmm. um and it can kind of and i you know when i first started putting food plots in 20 years ago you know it was i'm not getting the soil tested that's a waste of 20 bucks or 30 bucks or you know the soil's got to be fine well <laughs> the reality is um you can do a lot on basic soil remediation if you know where you're starting from so you know, even with our product, that that is the, what I'm going to continue to recommend. And you know, whether or not people do it or not, it's that's that's on them. But I do recommend, at the very least, just do a soil sample so you can see where you're at. Um, you know, there's so many things that can help. You know, with basic plant growth, soil pH is is probably one of the bigger ones, and it's easy to remediate. You know, soil um, if you've got some soil pH issues or even some basic um, you know, some basic nutrient issues, um, you know, part, so down in the Southeast part of the United States, you get a, you get a really clay, silty type of soil. Um, you know, it doesn't, oftentimes it doesn't have really a real strong, good nutrient base. So again, work on the basics, but yeah, anabolic grow will, will definitely help in any condition. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's not like a cure-all shortcut. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you no, have to do regular, uh, regular uh, fertilizer type stuff, uh, filling or whatever. You know, it's not like a, you know, not a, a magic thing. But <laughs> if if you took two bags of seed, one treated, one not, threw them down on the same same piece of dirt, and didn't treat it, the anabolic grow would grow better. Right. Um, it's just you know, and part of that has to do with what it's actually doing to the plant it's it's creating a stronger plant and that plant is then able to more effectively mine 
whatever nutrients are within that soil, um, right. you know, be they good or bad. Yeah, that's awesome. And kind of my next question was, um, like almost how to use it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the seed coat, obviously you have to mix it up, <laughs> uh, to cover the seed, but you know, kind of just how, how you recommend doing that or kind of more of a, um, how that would work or how that would look depending on obviously the size, you know, I guess if you're kind of looking more at doing a a smaller food plot, I guess you would, you would say, um, you know, as opposed to someone who would be doing a large food plot that would almost be a commercial process, but. Sure. Sure. Um, so both of our products are sized to, to do up to about two acres. So about a two acre food plot, which, you know, if you look at, um, kind of the average food plot size in America um, today that falls within that. Now, you know, there's, there's plenty of folks out there that, you know, have got five, 10, 15, 20 acre food plots or even larger, um, you know, and, and God bless them for that. I, you know, I wish everybody could have that much available space, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to dedicate to a food plot. But, you know, there, there's guys that, you know, they have a quarter acre or a half acre. They might have like a, you know, an access road that runs through the property that they're seeding and, you know, might be a 10th of an acre. So we, we designed our packaging uh, format for this to, to really fall into that um, range of, you know, the everyday guy, the person that, that is going out and he's going to do less than two acres. So with the seed coat, um, you know, mixing it thoroughly with the seeds is, you know, our direction. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a number of ways that you can do that. You can, you know, take in, you know, two acres of seed, depending on what you're putting down, it could be up to 50 pounds of seed. Um, our, our seed coat is, um, suitable for treating up to 50 pounds of seed. Um, you know, if you were to put it into like a five gallon pail and put seed coat in and, you know, do some sort of a mixing, Mm -hmm. you know, either with hand or canoe paddle or, you know, painters painters paddle painter stick um it's really about just continuing to work that through almost kind of like baking a cake you know you want to you want to try to get it as thoroughly mixed as you can and it will transfer so you know you might think i'm going to dump a seed coat in and there's going to be you know a section there that's going to be thoroughly saturated and the rest isn't um you know as you continue to mix that that seed around it transfer from seed to seed um you know, we've also found that if you can spray it, so mm-hmm. if you can take that seed coat and put it in, you know, just like a, a spray bottle and just mist it into your seeds as you're turning them around, that's going to create a little bit more thorough mixing. And, you know, I'm talking about the guy that, you know, is doing this out of his pickup truck and, mm-hmm. you know, is not getting real sophisticated and just kind of wants to go out and get this done in the, you know, a Saturday morning. Um you know, or you can dump it in the bag. You know, a lot of these seed bags are, you know, they're, they're pretty decent, decent packages themselves. You can mix that, put the seed coat in that, um, close the bag up, mix it up as best you can. Um, you're going to get the best performance out of it when it's most thoroughly mixed with the seed. And so we're going to shift a little bit into, you know, a little bit more of a sophisticated, um, sophisticated mixing here. And, you right. know, there's folks that are, you know, they'll go out if they're doing five, 10, 15, 20 acres, you know, and they're mixing it in, they'll, they'll get it like a portable cement mixer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in that, you know, if you were to put your seed in a portable cement mixer um, and use a spray bottle, you know, and be spraying this in as it's turning the seed around, you're going to get optimal coating on those seeds. Okay. And then, you know, get them in the ground within 24 hours. You know, don't let it sit around. Um, right. You know, if it's, ac if it's adequately mixed, you're not going to have like clumping or, you know, a, a gob of seeds, if you will. They'll still be, you know, dry. There's enough, there should be enough, um, dander on the seeds that'll absorb any of the extra um, seed coats you're not going to run into any issues there but the main thing is thoroughly mixing but try to get as much coating as you can and i'll i i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, caution you and your listeners here if you're gonna mix it by hand um get some rubber gloves i mean mm. this stuff it's uh it is a it is a live agent um it's been described as uh, smelling like dirty gym socks. Um, so you definitely don't want to put your hands in there and then come out and, you know, have your hands smell like dirty gym socks. Um, perfectly safe. There's nothing hazardous about it whatsoever. You can have full contact with it, but it does have an odor associated with it. And that's the, that's, that's how, you know, it's a live agent, that it's a, that it's a live microbial agent. Um, so that's the seed coat. Uh, the foliar, foliar is a lot easier to apply. Um, you know, you do that with some sort of a sprayer, either a boom sprayer off the back of an ATV or a tractor, or um, you know, even a backpack sprayer. You right. know, if you have yourself a backpack sprayer, a, you know, a canister sprayer. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you just you mix it one ounce per one gallon, um, non-chlorinated water. You don't want to put chlorine in it, mm -hmm. so. If you've got chlorine tap water, you know, get some bottles of distilled water and use it or, you know, grab water out of the creek or pond or whatever you happen to have close by because um, chlorine will kill it. And, uh, you know, it does it then then you you've effectively lost the value of the product. Um, but uh, yeah. And, and again, foliar, I think is foliar is the easier one to approach because it's, you know, spray and go um, seed coat. You're going to have the best performance. You're just going to have to put a little bit of a little bit more work. And um, you know, we've had this product out oh over a year now. Actually, it was 2000. And to get my math right, it was 2020 when we first started sharing samples of this product into the hunting community with some different, um, we'll call them, you know, high-end users. Uh, just just so that they could see it, just so that they could experience it um, and that, you know, they could provide us some feedback. All right. This works. This doesn't. Um, this is this makes sense. This doesn't. Um, you know, it, I will tell you, it creates true believers. Everybody that's used this product. Goes into it with a degree of skepticism. I mean, I think you mentioned it early on that there is so much misinformation and so much, you know, marketing Mm -hmm. garbage out there today that, you know, everybody thinks that we're just trying to sell them the next snake oil. Um, right. This stuff will make a true believer out of you. It made a true believer out of me when the first time that I saw it so much so that I've invested, you know, my money, my time, my energies to bringing this to the market uh, because it does work. Um, and it, it's, it's, it, the growth is frankly, it's, it, it's exceptional it would be an understatement. Um, but again, it's, 
you know, we get it. it. It's, it's a little different process. It's not as simple as, you know, grabbing a bag of seed and spreading it on the ground and going to hunting over it a month, two months, three months later. Right. Um, but you will have the best food plot you've ever had in your life. Unquestionably. Yeah. Awesome. No, that makes total sense on the, uh, on the mixing it. And I can see how the spraying would be easier. So there's, you know, good to have, good to have some options there. And, um, you know, we've, we've answered a lot of these questions kind of, kind of gelled together. Some get answered together, but, um, you know, using them on a property to help benefit wildlife. Um, I know you said earlier that, you know, like taking the foliar spray, um, you know, it will help any plant grow better. Uh, mm-hmm. I think something like that is what you said. Yep. Uh, have you used it or you have anything you might want to add? in regards to using it on something like uh, plants you've identified as natural browse for deer? Um, yeah, it, 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 I mean, my earlier statement that it will help any plant grow bre- grow better um, is 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, we have actually used it in trial in, um, you know, creating uh, upland game cover uh, in the upper Midwest, so spraying ditches, mm-hmm. um, you know, the ditches in, well, South Dakota, uh, the ditches of rural South Dakota are basically, um, you know, the major nesting habitat for pheasant. And, you know, this product has been used in trial to apply to those, uh, to those environments to create more optimum growing conditions, you know, to benefit pheasant. And it does, it does work. It works effectively. Um, we do have some, Um, some work underway with some of the different state game agencies to be able to, you know, provide this to them for that purpose. Um, So, you know, in in terms of, you know, yeah, you want to create a a food plot so you can hunt, you know, and and maybe have a little bit more um, attractiveness to your area. But if you're looking at just general habitat improvement, um, you know, if you can, if you can increase the amount of favorable habitat for, your area, all of your, all of your other wildlife species are going to benefit by it. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to, uh, you know, have a food plot ready to go this fall and, um, you know, shoot a nice eight or 10 point buck out of it for sure. But, you know, I want to be conscious of, you know, helping the wildlife, you know, on the properties I hunt. So that's, that's pretty cool that it could be benefiting, you know, turkey, quail, I mean, everything. Definitely. Um, Definitely. We, we do have plans to, um, to bring forward an upland uh, blend. Now, it'll be a little bit different formulation. Um, you can use the current blend right now and you would have uh, benefit. But, you know, sometime I would say probably in the next two years, we're going to roll out an upland blend, which would be, you know, a little bit more uh, suited for, you know, existing grasses, if you will, existing, uh, existing cover crops that, you know, might be present in, you know, either CRP lands or like I mentioned, ditches or, or on, on person's private properties. Cool. Yeah. Not much in the way of pheasants around, um, my home, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I've got some guys in uh, Iowa and Kansas and stuff that I could, uh, I could pass the info along to for sure. Oh, for sure. They would, yeah, they would, uh, they would definitely see the, they'd definitely see the benefit. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, 
you know, as a hunter and uh, for over 40 years, he said, and, you know, food plotter for over 20, um, you know, what advice would you give to a newer hunter? Um, really, whether it be land management or otherwise, um, you know, I ask this every episode and some some people mention, you know, a mindset or an attitude. Some people mention a piece or two of gear. Um, you know, there's all kind of all kind of ways. That could, what kind of advice would you give to a newer hunter? Yeah, no, I appreciate the question. And you're right. I mean, the answer could go a lot of different places. Um, you know, I think maybe just thinking back on my own life and, and kind of my evolution as a hunter, probably the thing that it, the advice that I would I would give to to somebody just starting out is be careful of, of making comparisons between yourself and, and, and anybody else in the space. Um, you know, we have a, a culture which is very much geared toward, you know, celebrating the trophy, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and we see it every day on, on your social media posts. Um, you know, the majority of the animals that we see are these huge, massively antlered creatures that, you know, you, you're meant to look at the hunter that he's, you know, the greatest hunter that ever, ever lived. And, and, and maybe he is, and, and, and good for him if he is. But I think, you know, when we get into that mentality, we kind of lose focus on really the other party that's involved, and that's the animal, you know, and the celebration of the animal. And, you know, I think, you know, I know myself personally, every animal that I've killed, I've done with reverence. And, um, you know, gratitude. And, you know, I, I've been fortunate that I've, I have shot a couple of animals, which by definition, you know, people are like, wow, those are, those are real trophy animals. And the reality is I consider any animal that I kill to be a trophy in the sense that, you know, I harvested it on my own and, you know, it gave its life so that I could, so that I could eat it. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, but I, you know, I think when you start, comparing yourself to other people, especially social media, um, you're more apt to make decisions which are not maybe as ethical as you would have been or, or maybe mm -hmm. not as foundational in, in your own principles. Um, and, you know, once you lose that, you've lost it all. So just be careful of the, the comparisons. You know, celebrate, celebrate all of them. Celebrate everything. Some of my best days hunting have not involved shooting an animal or killing an animal. It's been, you know, having an opportunity to be out in nature, interacting in a way that most people never will. And, uh, you know, the sunrise or the sunset or the, the, the unique animal. There was one time I remember, uh, gosh, this is 25 plus years ago. I was, I was bow hunting in Northern Wisconsin. And, mm. uh, you know, I used to go out and, and I would, I'd hunt public land quite a bit because there was a lot of it. And I would really just put my tree stand on my back and, you know, hike out and find a, find what looked like a likely trail crossing or, you know, maybe a geographic area that I'd seen before, been before that was kind of a little bit of a, a funnel of sorts. And I'd, I'd hang a tree or I'd hang a tree stand, right. um, portable tree stand and climb up. And you, you never knew what you were going to see. You know, it could have been the first time I'd ever sat there. And there was one day that I was hunting um, and this little owl came and it sat on this branch, literally three, four feet from me. And it probably spent 10 to 15 minutes around me, just kind of interacting with me. And uh, I learned later, I went back home and I'm like, you know, 
research to find out what kind of owl, and it was called a sawwet owl. Um, mm. But just having that experience, I think if I was more focused on killing, you know, the biggest buck I could kill, I probably wouldn't have hung my tree stand there, and I certainly wouldn't have experienced that. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the gifts that, that hunting gives you. You know, those, those little pockets of experience, those are the real gifts that hunting can, can give you. Yeah, I, I appreciate that perspective. And, I've, you know, I've heard uh, I've heard that advice a few times now, you know, not to not to get caught up in the comparison. And um, I appreciate that story because I, yeah. I can think of, you know, my own experiences out in the woods um, on days where I never saw the animal I was hunting, but uh, saw, you know, some other animals and, you know, things like that, that they were just a, a blessing to uh, to enjoy. So that's that's awesome. I think, um, you know, I do watch some different, uh, some different shows, um, you know, hunting shows and the ones I like the most are the ones that are really uh, mindset based, you know, where you've got a, an individual that you're following that, you know, they're focusing on kind of creating that, creating and maintaining that positive mindset. Cause there's just so much, there's so much downtime when you're out there, you mm. know, that it's not like a video game, you know, that, you know, within 30 seconds, you're going to be charged by a bear, <laughs> you know, <laughs> have to shoot a, an elk or something. I mean, it. I've hunted many seasons where you just haven't had the opportunity. So, right. you know, if you're, if you're going to follow anybody, you know, that an outdoor uh, personality, I would suggest make sure it's somebody that is really really keen on the mindset, maintaining that positive mindset, um, providing the perspective of the holistic experience and not just, you know, about you know, killing and throwing the, throwing the, 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 the picture up on Instagram and then moving on to the next available kill. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I appreciate, you know, just that whole, that whole mindset, you know, uh, coming from you, uh, especially because, you know, you have, a company in the outdoor industry, you know, selling something, I guess you would say primarily to, um, landowners or people who hunt private land. Yep. And, you know, um, that's a whole different, whole different issue, but <laughs> you have kind of a, a sect that's like, you know, if you don't, hunt, you know, you aren't worth anything and it's, you know, I'm all for every opportunity. Um, the buck oh, I killed for sure. was on a, a six acre uh, thing. I don't know how I possibly had any advantage over somebody on, on public, but anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> but... I, no, I, yeah, there's, I mean, we, we had a, we had a farm one time, my wife and I owned a farm in uh, uh, East central Kentucky and we had it, it was principally for hunting. And right. that was the first time that I, I would say that I was a, a landowner of hunting land, you know, it was over a hundred acres and, you know, we had some food plots on it. It was exceptional hunting. It, it really was. But, um, the reality was it was as difficult hunting that land as it was hunting public land. Um, right. you know, my neighbors all hunted, uh, they all food plotted. Um, you know, there was, uh, pressure, you know, the, the animals were pressured. It wasn't, it wasn't big forest. And, you know, when I think back on it, um, you know, I guess this, you know, this product would have 
it, it may have helped me have a better food plot than my neighbor. In fact, I know it would have. So, mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's really a, it, it's not, it, it wouldn't be fair to say one is harder or easier than the other. They're both, they're yeah. both challenging in their own rights. You know, one thing that I will say, you know, large private landowners or private landowners that have, um, you know, worked collaboratively with like quality deer management, they have done so much to improve um, the quality of the deer hunting experience in the United States for everybody, both public and private landowners. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that is, frankly, that's a testament to, you know, what it is to be a hunter. I mean, we're, we're kind of a, a loosely collected group of, um, of uh, kindred spirits. Right. You know, we, we don't like to see each other in the woods, but if we met each other, you know, at the parking lot of Cabela's, we'd probably be best friends. Yeah. It's just, that's, <laughs> that's just kind of how we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's something that, um, you know, I, I've, you know, at least on the base level gotten involved with as far as uh, membership uh, to like NWTF and NDA mm -hmm. and all that, but something I want to continue to uh, get more into. Um, as things go along, but man, I have enjoyed talking and I've enjoyed, uh, learning more about anabolic growth and well, thank uh, you. Thank yeah, you. Definitely looking forward to trying it. Um, when I, when I get to plant here, I'll have to figure out what I'm going to do if I'm going to do anything in the spring or hold off, but, uh, I'm looking forward to giving it a try myself and let you know what I think. Well, definitely. Well, we've got, uh, we've got some product coming to you. Uh, we definitely want you to try it. Uh, we want you as a true believer and, you know, again, anybody that has tried this product, um, you know, both I'll call them professional hunters and, you know, everyday guys like me, um, it turns them into true believers. So, um, you know, we, we'd love, we'd love, we'd love for you to try it and, you know, give us your feedback. Absolutely. And, uh, I'm going to try to get all the links and, and stuff in the, uh, in the episode description when we release it, but uh, do you mind telling everybody where they can find out more about Anabolic Grow, whether it be online or uh, social media? Yeah, definitely. So um, anabolicgrow.com, uh, we've got a website that, you know, we'll have some testimonials on there. It'll have uh, some purchase links. You can buy product directly uh, from our website. Um, we are active on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, you know, we, we are looking to uh, grow organically within this space. So, you know, this coming year, uh, you may see us start to pop up in some different areas. At this point, we are uh, choosing to be direct to consumer versus through retail. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, reach out and let's get a bottle in your hands and turn you into a true believer. And um, you know, again, you'll have the best food plot you've ever had in your life and, and we'll guarantee it. I just want to say a huge thanks to Todd Karen for joining me. Um, I really appreciated his experience and insight and knowledge of the Anabolic Grow uh, products and uh, just a, you know, a longtime uh, hunter, a successful hunter. And I uh, really appreciate him taking some time out of his busy schedule and just talking hunting and, uh, you know, talking about what they've they've got going on at Anabolic Grow. So just wanted to remind everyone, uh, as I said at the beginning, you can get a discount at Anabolic Grow using the code WANNABEHUNTING10. That's all capitalized, no spaces. WANNABEHUNTING. 
uh, the number 10. So wannabe hunting one zero, get that discount there. And uh, appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate the support so much. Uh, just through um, stories and direct messages on Instagram, um, I sold a few uh, hats that I have coming in. So um, you know, keep an eye out for stuff like that. You know, we've got a an opportunity to do some uh, t-shirts here coming up. So uh, just keep an eye on the Instagram. You can always check out the link tree there and uh, find the best ways to uh, support the podcast. We appreciate everyone tuning in, listening, reviewing, rating, following on Instagram. It is awesome. I, I still find it unbelievable every time somebody clicks play on an episode. So I appreciate it. As always, guys, honor God, work hard, and keep hunting.